How are you doing in your mental clarity? On a scale of 1 to 10, are you rocking your life every day, day after day at a solid 10? Or do you find yourself sometimes a bit weak tea at around a 7 or an 8 on average? Or are you really struggling to get above the clouds, think clearly, and be focused in your work and your intention at a 5 or a 6? Or are you really at the bottom in the valley, struggling with depression, confusion, anxiety, stress, and barely able to crawl out of bed at the start of each day? No matter where you're at, there's a chance that you can be better. Today we're going to talk about four different things that I've learned that help me maximize my mental clarity. This is Brojo Online. Masculinity, confidence, and integrity with Dan Monroe. Mental clarity is one of the most important things that you can seek to develop. It's something that we are rarely aware of, and it's something that we almost never talk about in self-development, but it's very essential to you becoming the best that you can be. If you had an incredible sports car, but no fuel, you're really not going to get anywhere, and to be real, that sports car is not worth that much. It might be pretty, but if it's unable to function, how is it actually adding real value to your life? Your brain's the same way. You need to take care of it. You need to keep it in fine-tuned working condition. You need to know when it's struggling. And you need to create an environment that protects and supports your ability to think and focus on the things that you want in life. Otherwise, imagine if you have 150 IQ, but you're super stressed, you've got high anxiety, you're not exercising or taking care of yourself, so you're really operating at half capacity. Now your IQ is 75. Essentially, this is what we're talking about. How do you identify where you're at and how do you bring yourself to your best level of capability? Now, one of the reasons that this is very rarely talked about and that we're very rarely even aware of it is that when your mental capacity is reduced, when you're stressed, when you're distracted, when you're uncertain and unable to focus, your brain is usually operating beyond its maximum capacity. It means you're pushing it too hard, harder than it's able to, to, to deal with. So adding self-reflection into the mix and asking questions like, how could I be thinking more clearly? What is it that's affecting my current mental state? What do I want to achieve today? What should I be focusing on? What's wrong with what's going on in my life or in my head? Deep reflections like this are simply not going to be feasible when you're at such a reduced state of mental clarity. And if this is where you find yourself regularly, it's no wonder you feel lost. You've got no point of reference to even begin making your ascent out of the valley. I've been in places in my life where even for years at a time, I've been aware of this kind of mental fog, this sort of inability to see what I wanted, this lack of clarity around where I was going, a sense of confusion and distraction in my thoughts. And looking back on that period in my life, I can see that there are certain changes that I've made that have had a hugely beneficial impact to my mental clarity. 
And I wanted to talk about these because I know people who are struggling. I've been in that struggling place and it's nearly impossible to pull yourself out by yourself. I hope these tips help you. And if you are really struggling, please feel free to reach out. I'll help guide you as best that I can to finding the things that are in the way of your ability to think clearly. For me, there were four main things that I became aware of. Number one, stress. Stress is a killer. Now, there's a very important evolutionary psychology behind stress. Stress is based on cortisol. And cortisol is essentially the neurotransmitter that triggers that fight or flight response, that sense of panic and, oh my God, I have to deal with something absolutely urgently. The problem is that cortisol uh, pre-existed before the human mind did. And because it was very essential for survival for you to be able to react and respond to cortisol immediately when you feel it, cortisol has the effect of being able to shut down the human mind. A classic example might be if a lion steps out behind a tree, your human mind is capable of seeing that lying and saying, wow, that's so magnificent, such a beautiful mane, isn't that a stately creature? But your mammal mind is saying, run, climb a tree, survive. That cortisol, that survival mechanism needs to dominate over your rational brain. So it actually inhibits the operation of your frontal cortex. What that means is when you're stressed, you can't think. If you've ever had stage fright, forgotten what you're going to say when you go to give a speech, had test anxiety, forgotten all the answers that you just studied hard for the night before, this is what cortisol does. If you're like me and you like to push yourself to the limit, particularly if you've got a bit of a perfectionist streak, you're probably flatlining your car. Your RPMs are way too high and essentially you're burning out the engine. It can't operate efficiently like this for long periods of time and there is going to be essentially consequence to that level of stress that you're putting yourself through. So be very mindful of that. First thing I would recommend is identify what your points of stress are. Sit down and reflect on what is it that you feel most stressed about in a day and look to manage that. You'll find that most of those things can easily be removed by making a decision and taking ownership, changing a job, changing a relationship, cutting a, a friend who's not a friend out of your world. These are very simple fundamental things, simple in that you can do it by yourself, you don't need to wait for anything to happen, and it can have dramatic improvements to your life. So know your stresses, and make certain that they are worth it. Otherwise, the cost to your mental clarity, the cost to your quality of life is simply not worth bearing. Another aspect of stress that I find is very, very important for me is maintaining balance. Now, if you followed my work, you know that I see my self-development as being across five areas of life. I'll call them zones. Zone one is my mindset, what's happening inside my head. That's everything from how I feel about myself to how I'm reflecting, knowledge of my core values, 
full reflection, everything I can learn about what's happening in my head. Emotional awareness, self-acceptance are included in this as well. Zone two, health and fitness. Got to take care of your body. No question about it. Zone three, I put work, investment, career, anything that involves making money or gathering resources that can improve and stabilize your life go in this category. Zone four is relationships. By that, I mean all kinds of relationships from romantic to friendships to family, parent-child relationships with your parents or your children. All of them are a part of relationships. And zone five is your life mission. What do you want to leave behind? Why are you here? What are you hoping to accomplish with your life? If you fixate on one of these zones, like I tend to, perhaps it's just work. You're focused on work because it gives you reward, because it pays you, because there's expectation from your boss, your company, your clients, from your uh, from yourself even. And it gives you a sense of reward when you complete projects. But if you are fixated entirely on that one zone and have essentially excluded all other four zones from your attention, you're suffering. And that imbalance will create a huge amount of stress. The tricky thing here is you're probably not aware of this at a rational level. At a rational level, it's simply I need to work more. That's where I get my reward from. Of course, I have to go to work even when I don't exactly feel like it. I still have to be there nine to five. I still have to be at my desk. I still have to push myself to produce. You're creating more stress than you can imagine. At the same time, your subconscious mind is very aware if you are not socializing, if you are feeling lonely and you don't have a relationship that you care about in your life, if you're not taking care of your body, if you're not stopping to rest, recover, reflect on how your life is going, and how you feel about your life, if, you're, if what you're doing has no sense of purpose, it's empty, it's shallow time that you're just burning, basically just living until you die, then your lack of purpose in life will affect you too. So it's very important to make certain that you are giving roughly equal attention and energy to all five zones, all five of those categories. So check for balance. If you are imbalanced, figure out where you're imbalanced and amp it up. Now I'm going to make a side note here, which I found very interesting this year, and I'll cover this in another podcast soon, is that you can do an amazing amount of work. You can work 60 to 80 hours a week, amazingly, as long as, and you can do it for very long and effective periods of time. This year has been absolutely intense for me. The trick is I had to escalate the other four zones of my life as well. I had to go out more with friends. I had to seriously push it at the gym. I go to the gym five days a week and push it hard, working gradually towards a bodybuilding competition. I had to take ownership over my nutrition and figure out exactly how to manage my food. I had to join yoga to, off, to basically balance the gym, to make sure that I'm maintaining my flexibility and not causing any over undue stress to my joints, my back, my muscles. So these kinds of points of balance, I, as long as I have balance across these areas, the level of intensity is 
far more flexible than you think. You can work any area of your life to a maximum. Just don't forget the others. Very important. Second category of things that can improve your mental clarity is managing your dopamine. Now this is a, an extremely important one. So we talked about how cortisol inhibits the operation of your frontal cortex and actually literally directly makes it hard to think. This can also happen in uh, cases where someone has been severely depressed for a long period of time. You feel cloudy, you feel fuzzy because you're under constant stress and that cortisol is persistently there in your day. Dopamine is a different neurotransmitter which has different effects but I find that it's also a very significant one in mental clarity. The function of dopamine is to draw your attention to an opportunity. When your brain sees something that it thinks is good for you, it draws all your attention to that thing to encourage you and make you desire it. I describe dopamine as lust. Make you desire something that your brain thinks is good for you. Now, your mammal brain where dopamine fires is not that smart about what's good for you. It's looking for very simple things like calories are good, they keep us alive. Sex is good, we reproduce and help the survival of the species. It's not particularly picky or aware of the big picture. So sure, you need calories to survive, but eating a whole cake just because it's there is probably not the best way to answer that to respond to that dopamine. The problem is today, our world is surrounded with dopamine. We are swimming in a sea of dopamine. And that's because neuroscience and psychology have gotten to the point where we know enough to be dangerous. And it has crept very strongly into areas such as marketing and advertising. If you think about the dopamine that you're surrounded with, some of the key sources that I've identified, uh, Facebook, social media, your Facebook feed, the moment you open Facebook, I forget where I am because there are so many cool, interesting articles, photos from friends. I don't even remember why I opened Facebook. And I totally forget that I, I opened it to message somebody for a work task. Be aware of that. Your dopamine is very powerful at pulling your attention away towards a particular thing. And you have very little control over that. Another source of dopamine, uh, nicotine, caffeine alcohol, video games, your mobile phone, having the TV on or Netflix on in the background, even having music on, but the right music can actually be soothing and non-distracting. So pay some attention and ask the question, what are the distractions in my life? Most specifically, what are the things that escalate my dopamine and how do I control those? This, I find, is a big cause of feeling distracted and scatterbrained. And if you have paid any attention to the media when Facebook launched, particularly when mobile phones and Facebook came together, there was a huge rise of anxiety on school campuses where kids were suddenly overloaded with dopamine, essentially. And this is where ADHD-type diagnoses attention deficit disorder, prescription of Ritalin and other drugs to help medicate kids against the dopamine, the escalated dopamine, became commonplace. It became a common diagnosis. So they're treating 
the impact of a lifestyle on one neurotransmitter by drugging kids in an effort to counteract that <coughs> instead of going for the source. Now, as adults, we can stop and look at that and say, you know what? Maybe I need to know where my dopamine's coming from and take ownership of it. And this is exactly what I encourage you to do. Uh, another key area I'm going to mention, just because I know it factors a lot into the lives of many men today, is pornography. As sources of dopamine go, I would say that pornography is probably one of the most powerful because like social media, pornography follows your click trail, which basically means you see a page full of photos, you see a photo that stands out in particular, you click that. Now you see more photos like that. One of those photos stands out in particular, you click that. This path, this click trail, is all about you chasing dopamine, chasing where you can get the most dopamine. It's the same thing through flipping through Netflix or scrolling through your social media feed. Certain things will be most attractive to you and you'll pursue those. But that essentially means that your dopamine is at levels that it was never designed for. It is at essentially toxic levels. And you try to imagine what that does to your overall psychological state. It's important to understand this. It's important to manage this. It's important to take responsibility for your own mind if you want to live a good and happy life. Category three of things that really help me manage my mental clarity, exercise. I can't really explain how important exercise is. I think there are a couple of different things going on. One is that I'm looking after my body, taking care of myself, moving around. But there's some very interesting um, science lately around the links between the design of the brain and movement. It's now thought that perhaps one of the central, most fundamental reasons to have a brain is to enable complex movement. Because there appears to be a direct correlation between mammals who can do complex movement and brain size. Even in the simplest organisms, there's an invertebrate called a sea squirt, which during its larval phase has a small brain, travels around, navigates the ocean till it finds a nice little place to anchor and build a home. Once it anchors to that rock, it consumes its brain because it's no longer needed. It no longer has to navigate things and brains are very expensive. So your brain will always use the least energy it can. Incorporating movement into your daily routine seems to have a huge impact on the operation, the overall operating level of your brain. And in fact, studies showing that, for example, elderly people who incorporate dance into their life all the way into old age uh, can avoid dementia, can avoid Alzheimer's, think clearly, stay sharp as attack. Consider what this means. So I encourage you to involve some kind of movement. Find whatever kind of movement works best for you. It could be simply running or some kind of sports activity. It could be dancing. It could be martial arts. Find your flavor and incorporate it. But beyond that, my suspicion is that muscular exercise, actually engaging your muscles, particularly for men, is a very, very important part of 
maintaining your neurochemistry and maintaining your sense of clarity. As best I can tell, there are two specific factors that I'm affected by when I do weightlifting. One is there's probably increased testosterone. As muscles grow and as they're stressed, I'm getting more testosterone, and that seems to have a very positive impact on my focus. Another one is serotonin. I find that anytime I do something that is challenging, that requires a bit of courage and effort, um, I get a nice boost of serotonin. Now, in, in my studies, I know that dopamine, high dopamine, reduces serotonin. In a sense, they are competitive. And there are some very interesting biological reasons that this happens. But it seems to me that increased serotonin also seems to offset dopamine. So if I feel anxious, unclear, cloudy, I can still drag my ass to the gym and have a workout. And what I'll notice is 30 minutes later, I'm feeling much more clear. I'm feeling more relaxed. I've probably dealt with cortisol if I was feeling stressed. I seem to have improved my dopamine levels if I drank too much coffee. And exercise has huge weights there. I'd recommend that if you want to improve your mental clarity, build an exercise routine into your week that is at least active five days a week, whether it's gym, running, yoga, any number of combination of things. Try different things, figure out what works for you, but make exercise a central part of your life. The fourth and final category is a very simple one, but it's had a huge impact on me. And that is making sure that I'm drinking water. I tend to work at my desk at home most of the day. I have a lovely uh, espresso maker, so I drink a lot of coffee. I love coffee. Now, the two impacts to that, one is I have to watch my caffeine intake, right? I have to be very careful, and I'll notice that. I'll notice I start to get unclear. I think that's a combination of caffeine and cortisol, so the dopamine is, is heightened and the cortisol is heightened, and that will impact my clarity. So the first coffee, I usually feel nice and wide awake. By the third or fourth coffee, I start to notice a negative effect. But what I also notice is that the moment I drink water, I immediately feel 10 to 20% clearer, which suggests that I'm dehydrated and not aware of it. So I would encourage you to carry a water bottle around and make it your first drink of choice and also establish certain rules, such as only two coffees a day. Or anytime you drink coffee, that's absolutely fine, but it must be followed by a liter of water before your next coffee. I'd encourage you to, to, to do this and see how it makes you feel. I'm still astounded at how, how much more clear, how much more awake, how much more energetic and lively I feel by simply drinking water. So these are the four things that have most affected my mental clarity, and I hope that they are useful to you. The reality, though, is you need to find your own best mix of life changes that can maximize your own mental clarity. So start with these, but investigate all sorts of different approaches in your own life. Your goal is to be a consistent 10 out of 10. 
in your clarity and focus. What I would encourage you to do, even if you are at a very, very low level of mental clarity right now due to depression from a, a terrible breakup or due to work stresses or due to inability to sleep through the night, any number of things, even if you're at a one or a two, set an alarm on your phone every night to journal. And even if you can only answer one question in your journal, make that question, how clear did I feel today on a scale of one to 10? Do this every day, circle a number if that's all you can do, one to 10. Your goal is to start becoming aware of the things that impact your mental clarity in a positive or a negative way. So you're here to learn. Once you're on days where you feel especially clear, dig deeper. Why do I feel more clear today? What's different from yesterday? What did I do differently? And follow and pursue those to create your own personal plan to maximize your own mental clarity. I absolutely wish you the best of luck. This is something I wish someone had pointed out to me a long, long time ago. It has improved my quality of life immeasurably. And I hope it does the same for you.